Welcome to the podcast of Life Church in Houston, Texas. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope that this message inspires your week, builds your faith, and ultimately brings you closer to Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. I, I have to tell you that I'm at that age where life insurance is important to me. I didn't really care about life insurance at one part of my life, but I'm in that realm now where it's important. And, and, and you know what I discovered? I discovered that they have a term called death benefits. <laughs> I'm like, death and really, the benefits are for the people that I'm leaving behind, so I guess that's a good thing. But I got to thinking about death benefits when it is here, according to what we're looking at today, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And of course, Friday, we were talking about the crucifixion. I talked about three things that were the death benefits of what Jesus went to. And there's many, many more, but I talked about how we have total forgiveness for all of our sins. I talked about how we have this healing power of, of Jesus. And finally, I talked about the power to break free from any controlling forces that would try to dominate our life. And, and I'm so thankful that we have those. But, but I got to thinking about it. If there's benefits from the cross, there's also benefits from the resurrection. And that's what I want to talk to you about today is the incredible benefits that we have from this morning, this celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And really, I want to talk about how there is another resurrection. And that resurrection is something that we can live every day. Amen. So let me, let me just start by saying this. The first point is that Jesus has a great purpose for my life. Jesus has a great purpose for my life. How many of you will just believe that with me? Just take it for faith. Jesus has a purpose for my life. And and I know that in the world that we're living in, uh, purpose is mixed up sometimes with success. We think, oh, I, I, I've got to be successful and that's my purpose in life. And, and sometimes it's, it's uh, I've got to get a certain amount of money. Uh, I've got to hit this goal. And, and we think that's my purpose. But, but money is not purpose. Sometimes we think it's fame or, or we think it's notoriety or we think it's being recognized or we think whatever it may be. Uh, I, I just want you to know that, that really that's not purpose. That, that's goals that we have in this life. And sometimes we hit those goals and sometimes we don't hit those goals. And, 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 and that's not really my purpose. And, and I think it's important that we really understand what our purpose is. If, if Jesus has a great purpose for my life, then, then I want to find what that great purpose is. And, and there's different ways that people go about trying to find their purpose. They try and find what I'm here for and what does my life mean. And, and one of the ways they do it is they, they just guess. <laughs> I'm just going to guess. I, I'm going to guess based on what I like and, and, and I'm going to guess based on uh, what I've seen. I'm going uh, to guess just based on um, the type of education that I'm interested in or, 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 or just speculate on, oh, I think this would be a good purpose for my life. And, and, and you know what? I'll even ask other people. And, and, and I've had people come to me, Pastor, what do you think my purpose in life is? And, and of course, I, I don't have the answer for that because that's not how you find your purpose. You don't find it through guessing. You, you could also 
um, spend time imagining what your purpose is. And, and, and there's a lot of things out there that can help you imagine what a purposeful life is. You could go to the bookstore section or, or get on Amazon and you could find uh, one after another self-help books that will help you imagine and visualize a, a, a powerful life that you can live. And, and, and people get into that. They, they even make up a purpose when they haven't been able to find what their purpose is. And, and, and I have to tell you, that's, that's not really a good way to find the purpose for your life either. The third way is just simply looking inside, trusting the force. <laughs> The force, what is the force telling me? And, and while that may work uh, for Luke, it doesn't really work for us very much. We, we have to really kind of uh, move away from that. And, and that whole introspection, that whole reflective looking inward, um, you know what, uh, the times that I've really spent looking inward and trying to, to really be introspective, I, I've always just found a mess in there. You know what I mean? Anybody know what I mean? You're just looking like, man, that's, that's a wreck. <laughs> That's a wreck in there and all of the thoughts and all of the emotions and all of the motivations and, and, and that's, that's also just not a very positive way or a good way to find your purpose. And this is what I've come to after all of these years of pastoring and preaching, I've come to the conclusion that the only way to know your purpose is to talk to the creator. God, what did you create me for and what is the best life that you created me to live so that I can live that life. I, I found that the way to really find my purpose in life is, is to read the owner's manual, just kind of get into it and see how I'm supposed to act and how I am supposed to live my life and, and then bring my actions into the place where they match up what the word of God has to say. And, and this is what I found when people really do that, when people really dig into what God has for them and what God's purpose is for their life, then they'll find out that God's plan is bigger than any of your guesses. God's plan is bigger than any of the imaginations that you may have. God's plan is greater than any introspection that you may have. It, it is greater and bigger. And what God has for us is amazing when we walk into the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and that resurrection begins to work in our life. It begins to work in our heart. The, the scripture tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 15, he died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. This, this is where a lot of people are at. Their purpose in life is to live for themselves. Their purpose in life is to satisfy the moments that they have on this earth. And, and, and this is the answer from the scripture. This new life is so that we'll no longer live for ourselves. Instead, we'll live for Christ who died and was raised for us. Everybody say he was raised for me because this is a personal scripture for each and every one of us that tells us that there is this life that the Lord wants us to live, this purpose that God has for us. And, and this purpose is found in the power of the resurrection, in the power of me having this new life, in the power of my own heart being resurrected and living for God and walking in the steps that he has created me to walk in. 
This is one thing that I think a lot of people miss. There are no mistakes when it comes to uh, somebody being in this world. Amen. Now, there may be accidental parents, but there's not accidental children. That There may be surprised parents, but there's not surprised children because our God and creator sees every moment of creation. And according to the word of God, he puts his hands into that creation and is a part of creating each and every one of us. Everybody say me. And as he creates us, he creates us with certain personalities. He creates us with certain types of thinking. Uh, he, he creates us uh, um, to, to do something that he has created us for. In other words, when he creates us, there is a purpose that he has for us. And in the plan of God, if I live in that purpose, it is the best life that I could ever live. There's no life that even could compare to it. I could become the richest person in the world and it wouldn't compare to the life that God has created me to live because God has created me to live a life that will walk through this world with purpose, but then to spend eternity with him, something that my money couldn't buy. My money can't buy one more moment after death, but my life of purpose will lead me to a relationship with Jesus Christ, and eventually I will live on with him, and that is the beauty and the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus, and this is what he says in that first chapter of Ephesians 11 and 12. It's in Christ that we find out who we are. Are you searching for who you are today? It's in Christ that we find out what we are living for. Are you looking for your purpose in life? Are you looking for why am I here? It's in Christ. Listen, long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us. Amen. He had his eyes on us. He was watching us. He saw us. He had us in mind when he went to the cross. And there was a purpose there. Before I ever got my hopes up that he may love me or he may forgive me, he was already watching me and already had designs on us for glorious living. Amen. Does that sound good to anybody in the room today? Just to live a life of glorious living. This is his plan. Part of the overall purpose, he is working out in everything and everyone. I am so thankful that through the resurrection, one of the things that I have is purpose in life. I find my purpose. I find something that will live beyond me, the kingdom of God. I find something that I can invest in that will be a part of eternity. I find a place to place my treasures that will be a part of eternity. I am thankful for the resurrection because it's in the resurrection that I find purpose for my life. Amen. But another benefit that we have from the resurrection of Jesus Christ is that I find that whatever problems I face, he has the power to help me through them. He has the power to help me through all of my problems. He has the power, the power of Jesus Christ living in me empowers me to be an overcomer, 
It gives me the strength to walk through any battle. It gives me the protection to ride out any storm. There is something about the power of the resurrection that speaks to every situation that I have in my life. There is not a situation in my life that is greater than death. And he conquered death. There's not a problem in my life that is greater than the grave. And he came out of the grave. So I am thankful through the power of the resurrection that whatever I face and whatever I may go through, I know that there is power in Jesus Christ to see me through and to help me through. And in that power, I can be an overcomer. Just turn to your neighbor and say, I can be an overcomer. Just tell them, I can be an overcomer in all things, in every situation, in everything that happens. I, I, I want to go back to the book of Ephesians now, still reading in that first chapter, jumping down to the 19th verse. And, and, and Paul wanted the church to experience this, to understand it. And, and I'm with Paul today. Me and Paul are teaming up today because I want you to understand that no matter what your problems are, I'm assuming that there are people in this room that have problems. I, I want you to understand that no matter what the difficult circumstances may be, and I'm, I'm assuming that people have difficult un, uh, circumstances, and, and, and I'm assuming that because I'm facing problems and circumstances in my own life. But I want you to know, just like Paul wanted that church to know, that whatever it is, my God is able. My God is able. L listen to these words. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. Uh, let's just take an informal poll here. Does anybody believe in Jesus Christ? Let, let, let's, let's do that a little differently. Let's, let, let's do it with a little more enthusiasm if you really believe I. I know you don't like pop quizzes. I didn't like them either. This one's really easy because the answer is yes, okay? So if you have a neighbor that's like looking confused, just say it's yes, and that, that always helps. Get us through this, amen. I, I just want to know how many of you believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in him. <laughs> I believe in the power of Jesus Christ. And according to what Paul says here, he says, I want us to understand the incredible greatness of God for us who believes him. This is, this he continues, this is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. I, just get your mind around that for a few moments. We are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We're celebrating that, that at a certain moment, that huge stone that was at the tomb was rolled away. We're celebrating the fact that, that one who was dead is now alive. He lives and he lives forevermore. Can you agree with me that that has to be the greatest moment in the history of mankind, that Jesus is alive? Hallelujah. Now take a moment and think about that incredible power and understand, as Paul has said here, that if we believe in him, that power that called him out of the grave is at work in my life. Life. It's available in my everyday life. 
the power of the resurrection. Oh, I was praying about that this morning, and 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 I normally wake up very early on Sunday morning, four thirty, uh, five o'clock. That, that's just you know, it's a it's one of those things. I know church is coming. This morning was special. Three thirty. Yeah, that's right. I've been up since three <laughs> thirty. I had coffee around four o'clock. So I basically, I, uh, I, it's time for my nap. So I'm, I'm sacrificing to be here right now. So y'all just stick with me. And, and, and this morning, this is what I was thinking about. I was thinking about how we need another resurrection. And I'm not talking about going back and recreating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the resurrections that need to take place in my life. I'm talking about the resurrections that need to take place in your life. This is what I believe. I believe that somebody out there has already pronounced death over an area of your life. You've already pronounced it as death. You've already said, well, uh, my career is dead. My marriage is dead. My relationship is dead. The, the dream that I once had about doing something for, for God or for my family is dead. The, the dream I had about moving into ministry, it, it's dead. The, 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 the motivation that I had to even live uh, for a certain thing or a certain purpose, it, it's now gone. It's dead. And this is what I say to those things that we're speaking death over. It's time for us to speak resurrection life over them and know that the same power that brought Jesus Jesus out of the grave is at work in the life of those that believe in him. Oh my goodness, I feel to speak a word of faith right now. I believe that some of you have already given up on your children. There's a mess in their life. They've made decisions that you can't understand. They've gone places that you didn't ever think they would go. And you're willing to say, I don't know. I give up. I wash my hands of it. I can't handle it. I don't understand it. I'm saying today, let's speak life over it. I know that my God is able. Hallelujah. I know my God is able. <laughs> I love the story of the prodigal son. I loved how they brought it out. I love how the prodigal sons came home. I'm loving how the father said, no, no, no. You'll never be my servant. You are always going to be my son. You are always going to have a place at my table. I'm never going to call on you to wait on me. I'm always going to have you to be my son that sits with me today. Somebody speak life right now. Somebody speak life over your child. Somebody speak life over the issues that they're going through. Somebody speak life over the lies that they've been told. Cast them down as dead and speak the life of Jesus Christ into them. Speak the life of what God wants to do in their life. I feel a witness in the spirit that there are some discouraged parents here that you're facing all kinds of issues that probably no other generation has ever faced. I'm here to tell you that God is able. Amen. That God is able. That no lie can stand against the truth of the mighty God. They said he was dead. 
They said that there was no way that he could come back. They said that it was over. Even his own disciples fled the scene. But that's not the end of the story. And I declare today that it's not the end of the story of your child. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I know of what I speak. I had a son that went far away. He's about 15 miles from here right now preaching the same sermon that I'm preaching at our League City campus because I've seen the miracle-working power of Jesus Christ to bring us back. Amen. Hallelujah. I I think I'll just preach on this for just a few more minutes if you don't mind. I I know some of you have already cast your your wedding as dead. You've already had a funeral for your marriage. You've already went through the process of saying it's over. I'm telling you right now, don't discount what God can do. Don't discount what God can do. And I know that you don't have any hope. I know that you don't perhaps even want to have hope. I know that you're maybe sick of each other, but this is what I know. When we get into the presence of the almighty God, things change, selfishness dies, the love and compassion and empathy that God gives us somehow goes to other people. And I am not willing to cast a death sentence over any marriage as long as Jesus is on the throne and two people will agree, yes, let's pray about it. Yes, let's seek God for it. And I promise you that if you'll do that, if you will, God will come through. Some of you have lost your dream. You've lost your dream. You, 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 you've put it to bed. And I, I, I know, I know we, I, there's a sign right back here I read just before I came into the auditorium, dare to dream again. <laughs> and and, and I, I thought about that and I thought, why did that catch my attention? And, and I think it caught my attention because many people are struggling just to dream, just to dream again. You've had a dream and, and you've had purpose in your life or you've had direction in your life. And, 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 and guess what? Life is hard. Can I have a witness? Well, life is hard. Life goes on. Life deals blows. Life leaves us in situations that we don't understand. But this is something that I've learned that when we get into the presence of God, so many of those dreams that we counted as dead is where the Lord begins to work again and help us to dream another dream that is according to his purpose. I'm just saying today, it's time to let the resurrecting power of Jesus Christ be a part of our everyday life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And at four o'clock this morning, this is what I was thinking. I need it in my heart. Lord, there's some things in my heart that need to be resurrected. There's some issues in my heart that need to be resurrected. There's things that I have grieved over that that I haven't understood, that that I haven't been able to to, to really comprehend. And and you know what? They've taken a toll on me through the years. I have to be honest with you. There's just a toll taking when you go through battle after battle after battle. And, And I just prayed this morning, Lord, on this resurrection day, let some things be resurrected in my own heart all over again. I need it. I would like to ask you a question. What what do you need the resurrection power of Jesus Christ in your life for? What what, what do you need it for? 
Is there someone sitting here when I started talking about your child? Is that the area? Is there someone here when I started talking about your marriage? Is is that the area? Is there someone when I talked about mentioned ministry and purpose? Is that the area? Well, whatever it is, you need it. And I promise you that if you'll see God, you'll find that same power that brought him out of the grave in work in your life. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6 and 14, and God will raise us from the dead by his power just as he has raised our Lord from the dead. He's done it once, he'll do it again. He's done it once, he'll do it again. And I've already mentioned it, but I'm thankful the resurrection power is not just a one-time miraculous event that took place in history, but it's a very spiritual, present spiritual dynamic that is at work in every person's life that believes in him. It's something that can happen today. It's something that is at work today. And he wants that resurrection power for you. Amen. Everybody say, it's for me. It's for all that believe. It's for all that believe. And this is what I would say today. Call on him. Amen. Call on the Lord today. If you came in with a problem, call on him today. If you came in here with a situation with your family, your marriage, your children, whatever it is, call on him today. Everybody say Jesus. Let today be that day. Let today be that day you take that step. Let today be that day that you say, I want him to be the Lord of my life. Let today be that day that you're baptized. Let today be that day that you repent. Let today be that day that you're filled with the Spirit. Let today be that day. Why shouldn't we believe it? It's in the Scripture. It's something that has already happened to me. Let me read this from the book of Ephesians 2, 4, and 6. But God is so rich in his mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, amen, we were dead. There was death in our life because of our sins. Oh, we were walking around. We, we, were, we were physical beings, but the spiritual side of me was dead. The spiritual side of me wasn't in existence, but because of his love, he gave us life. When? When he raised Christ from the dead. It's only by God's grace that you have been saved for he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we're united with Christ Jesus. Amen. Oh my goodness. I'm thankful for the resurrection. I'm thankful and I've got a message for everybody that's come into the room and you're thinking about giving up. Don't give up. Oh, not today. As a matter of fact, look up. Today, don't give up. Today, look up. Today, look to the hills from which cometh our strength. Today, don't give up. Look up. Look towards Jesus. God is here today so you won't have to give up. God is here today so you'll look up and there'll be another resurrection. Amen. Paul told the church in Corinth, 2 Corinthians 1, 8 and 10. Listen to these beautiful words. I think you ought to know, dear brothers. He wants us to know something. Everybody say, Paul wants me to know something. Paul wants you to know this about the hard time we went through in Asia. He's wanting people to know there's difficulties. He says here, we were crushed and overwhelmed and feared that we would never live through it. We felt we were doomed to die and saw how powerless powerless we were to help ourselves. But that was 
good. That, that was good. What, what are you saying there, Paul? How, how is it good? For then we put everything into the hands of God who alone could save us. For he can even raise the dead. And he did help us and saved us from a terrible death. Yes, we expect him to do it again and again. Amen. Let, let's just go back in history for a few minutes. Let, let's, let's take another walk down history, and let's just ask some questions here. Is there anybody in the room that has been blessed by Jesus Christ? Let me just, let me just see your hands. Amen. Let, let me ask you something. Is there anybody in the room that has ever been healed by the power of Jesus' name? Let's have a testimony right now that I, I, I've been there. I, I've, I've been healed. I, I want to ask you a question. Is there anybody in the room that's been delivered, delivered from sin, addiction, alcohol, drugs, Anybody here been delivered? Are you thankful? Let me tell you what the scripture says. If he did it once, he'll do it again. And he will do it today. Plug into that power. Plug into that power. And you get that power through faith. Through faith. You're saying God is able. Just look at those problems and say God is able. Look at those things that seem to be impossible and say God is able. Look at those things that you've been wrestling with and trying to figure out and been waking up early and been going to bed late and been anxious over and just say God is able. Will you say it with me right now? God is able. I think we should say it a couple of more times just to build our faith. Somebody say it with me. God is able. I want you to say it, not now to me, but say it to the problems you're facing. God is able. I mean, Jesus told them in Luke 18 and 27, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Possible with God. That's what I want in my life, Pastor. That, that's what I want. I, I want that power. I, how, how, do, how do I come about that? Well, well the way to do it is, is just to do what you're doing right now. Come to church. Worship God. Spend time listening to the Word. Spend time reading the Word. Get back into the owner, owner's manual. It's a very simple thing. How do I build my faith up? I want to have faith. Well, it's so simple. Just get to know God better. Just get to walk with Jesus more. Because when that happens, you're going to find it is a natural thing that your faith is being built. That you're starting to believe him. Listen, I, don't take my word for it. Let's, let's look at what the Apostle Peter said. 2 Peter 1, 2, and 3. Do you want more and more of God's kindness and peace? That's a question mark at the end of that. Do you want more and more of God's kindness and peace? I say yes. Anybody join with me? Yes. Then learn how to know him better and better. How simple is that? How practical is that? Well, well no, Pastor, I need something a little more difficult. If you could give me a, uh, if you could give me a three-hour Bible study with seventy-nine points, and, and and then walk me through every question I may have, and and every question that everybody in the world may have, then I might believe it. No, no it, it, it's just simple. Do, do you want God's kindness and peace? Well, then just get to know him better and better. Just get to know him. For as you know him better, he will give you through his great power everything you need for living a truly good life. He even shares his own glory and his own goodness with us. Thank you, Jesus. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Thank you, Jesus. This is my last point, and, and I won't be as long on this third point as I was on the second point. 
This is the last point. That Jesus actually promises us another resurrection. <laughs> he promises us that there's another day coming, another resurrection. I, I um, have had the opportunity to talk to um, a lot of people in my life in the role of pastor and, and counseling and encouraging. And, and one of the things that I've heard people say from just a young person all the way up to very elderly people, if I die... And I just, I understand what they're saying, but, but I, I want to ask you a question. Do you know what the mortality rate is among, uh, for humanity? 100%. 100%. Every once in a while, I'll come across a, a, something on the internet of a, a little old lady that lives in Tibet, and she's 389 years old. And she hasn't moved in the last three, 250 years. I'm like, not really. <laughs> I, listen, as a pastor, I feel like I need to tell you this. Don't believe everything you see on the internet. It's just not wise. But, you know, they're, they're, people think, I, I, if, I, if I die, we're, we're all going to die. And, and, and you know what? I, this is what I think. I think we should prepare for it. I think we should prepare for that day. I, I'm not looking forward to it. My, my mother, uh, she, she always would say, uh, I know it's going to happen, but I'm not getting up a party for it right now. And, and that's kind of the way I am. I, I, I enjoy my grandkids. I, I, I like what, what's going on. I, I'm, I'm loving Life Church. I'm, I'm loving the Philippines. I'm, I'm loving things. I, I, I don't really, but, but you know, it's, it's time to prepare. It's like those signs on the freeway. And we're going to start seeing them in the next few weeks. Hurricane season is approaching. Prepare. It just always fills my heart with such encouragement, you know. Isn't it awesome uh, to go to the grocery store uh, just before a pandemic lockdown? And you're like, just if, if I just had one roll of toilet paper, I feel like I could make it. And there's none left, you know, there, there's none left. Isn't it awesome to, to, to go like there, there's a hurricane in the Gulf and you go, you go down to HEB and, and, and there's nothing there. You, you know why? People are preparing. <laughs> they're preparing. They're, they're, they're getting ready. They're getting ready. And I, I've thought about it many times. Why can't we just prepare for what God has for us with the same intensity, same urgency that we would prepare for something like that? I mean, the, the, the chances of a hurricane coming, we know what they are. They're, they're, they're few. I mean, they, they come every several years, and, and when they come, we deal with it. Houston strong, you know, Texas proud, all that kind of stuff. But, but, but the truth is, when it comes, we, we prepare for it. Why, why can't we prepare for what God wants in our life? This is what Jesus said in John chapter 11. Jesus told this woman, he, he's talking to, to Mary here and uh, to Martha here. And he told her, he said, I am the one who raises the dead and gives them life again. Talking about her brother Lazarus. Anyone who believes in me, though he dies like anyone else, shall live again. I, I want to prepare for that moment. He, he has given eternal life for believing in me and he shall never perish. Do you believe that, Martha? And I, I'd like to just change the last part of that sentence up. Do you believe that? Fill in the blank. Put your name there, please. Do you believe in this resurrection power, this promise of eternal life? What, what an incredible promise. What an incredible promise. 
that the team will come back. I'll close with this passage of scripture um, or maybe one more. Um, who knows? First Peter chapter one, verses three through six. All praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again. That, that's that resurrection because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead now. Can you see that there, that, that passage, that last phrase? Now we live with great expectation. I, I live my life knowing that this is the work of the Lord, that this is what he's done. And, and the expectation, verse four, that we have this priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. Can I just bring this home today? Did you know that whatever you're going through, that you need to have the faith that there is incredible joy ahead, that there is wonderful joy ahead, even though we may go through trials Ending up with this scripture, 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. For this is what the scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. I, I, I just love the fact that on this resurrection day, across the world, people are looking back in history and history is shining an incredible reflective mirror that puts us into what is gonna happen in the future. Because as he came out of that grave, it was a testimony and it was the first fruits of what's gonna take place in our life. There will be another day there will be another morning. There will be a great day when we get up, when our loved ones that have departed before us will get up, get out of that grave. There, there, there will be a day when we will be in that realm where we will say, my eyes have never seen anything like this. My, my, my ear has never heard the beauty. <laughs> my, my imagination could never have dreamed that what you have prepared for me, Lord, is as beautiful as this. It all started right there on that morning. The preparation for you and I to live for eternity. Will you stand with me? I again want to thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for listening to me. I could have told the whole story of the day and the morning. I could have read the scriptures of the ones that went to the tomb, the race that took place, the women that were the first ones to testify of the risen Christ. I, I could have done that, but I, I wanted to leave you with something tangible today. I, I wanted you to walk out of here because this, this is what I know about Easter. 
can I be real for just a minute? I, I'm not saying this to be offended. There's some of you that are here that um, you're here just because your family's here. That's all right. We're glad to see you. And your family's glad to see you. So no stones thrown. I'm thankful you're here. Uh, there, there are those here that, that you know, you, you, you don't believe any of this. You, you're just here because of friends and Christianity is a big question mark to you. There, there's others here that, that are like, oh, I've heard this so many times. Probably never as good as I've said it today, but you, you know. No, no, I'm joking. That's, that's self-depreciation. That's not to look for a hand clap. But, but, but this, this is the truth about it. I, and where, whatever situation you fall in, you're going to face problems. And you're going to face circumstances. And you're going to face battles. And, and when you do, I want you to remember the words of Jim Kilgore. When you're in the middle of that battle, I want you to remember. But the resurrection power is a work and is available for me today. And wherever you are and whatever you may go through, know that he is as close as the mention of his name and the same power that caused him to get up on that morning that broke every bit of death off of him that same power is at work for all of us who believe now I'm going to pray and as I'm praying I want the prayer team to come and stand here at the front let's pray together Lord thank you so much for today and, and thank you for your word Lord I'm thankful that there is another resurrection. I'm thankful there's a daily resurrection in my life for the things that, that the world would kill, the things that sin would kill, the things that, that I would kill myself. I'm thankful, dear Lord, that, that you have the power and that, that power of the resurrection is at work in my life. I'm thankful, dear Lord, that you want to resurrect things in my life, that spiritual man. I, I know there may be someone here that finds themselves far from you, maybe dead in their trespasses and sin, but because of your great love and your rich in mercy, you, O oh Lord, want to bring them forth into a new life. You want to resurrect them, another resurrection to take place in their life. And so I pray for everybody that is in this room, everybody that's watching online. I just pray right now, dear Lord, that that we would look at those things that we would think were dead and that have tried to kill us and tried to kill things in our life. And we would speak life and say, no, I'm not going to give in to that. I'm going to believe that because he overcame, because he rose again, that he's at work in my life and that his will will be done. I ask it in Jesus' name. Will you say it with me? In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, I'd like for the team, Andrew, if you'll get ready, I want them to lead us in another chorus, another worship. And this is what I'd like for you to do in these next few minutes. If you will, please don't move around and, and don't leave yet. Um, I'd like for you to just raise your hands and I'd like for you to just pray that prayer of, Lord, bring that life back to me, whatever you have for me. And if you're here and you, you want to take that next step, you, you want to pray that prayer of faith, you want to pray that prayer of repentance, you want to pray that prayer of calling 
Jesus as your Savior and the Lord of your life. I I want you to come to one of our prayer team members here. Let them pray with you. And and let's believe that God has something great for you today. Um, Andrew will close it and there'll be an opportunity for you to take that step of baptism. And I prayed for you today. And and I've asked the Lord to bring people forth that want to take that step of baptism. Thank you so much. Hey, Life Church, everybody online, I love you. God bless you. And I'm so glad that I can proclaim He is risen.